Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. Hey, pal, what's up? What's going on? Oh, my God. I feel so sick. What'd you do? Oh, I ate too much ice cream. <laughs> oh, man. You hate doing that. Oh, God. Oh, if I hate doing it, then how come I've been doing it every All the time? single day this week? What happened? Oh, it's a long story. I know you have all that Ben and Jerry's over there. Uh, I wish it was Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's isn't nearly as rich as what I've been gorging myself on over here. Okay. Uh, I have way too much Jenny's Splendid Ice Cream stocked in my refrigerator over here at my mansion. Well, your first problem is that you're putting it in the fridge and not in your freezer. Uh, that's why I have to eat it so fast. <laughs> my freezer is completely full of Ben and Jerry's. So whenever I get the new Jenny's Splendid Ice Cream, I have to stock it in my refrigerator which Wait, means that it only stays island? good for a few minutes. So I got to eat it right it away. There? How did it get to the island? Yeah. Uh, to my island? The one that I'm on with the mansion? Yeah, yeah your island. Uh, it's not on my island. It's a long story. Well, the story... Well, we don't have to do it. The story, <laughs> okay, the story basically is that I saw another plane flying up overhead and I really need some toilet paper over here, like really bad. Because the only toilet paper that we have left is only two-ply. We ran out of all the three-ply toilet paper. So I really need some two-ply. So, or I need some three-ply. We only have two-ply. So I, got, I went and I dug around in the weapons cache, and I got a rocket propel grenade launcher. And I saw a plane going over, and I shot it down in case there's some toilet paper on it. And there wasn't actually toilet paper on it. Uh, I mean, there's probably whatever toilet paper they had in the bathroom, but that stuff's crappy, so I didn't even mess with that. But it turns out that it was this, um, it was this lady's plane, Jenny. Have you heard of her? Yeah, of Jenny's Splendid Ice Cream. Yeah, I had Jenny Britton Bauer. I'd never even heard of it. Um, but anyway, she was on the plane, so I had to like, I f I figured like, well, let me at least get something out of the deal. So wait, did she die? No, no. I mean, her spirit died because I got her... Basically, pretty much what I did was I chained her up and I got her on this long... I, what I did is I installed this long kind of leash thing that connects to like a harness where she's in a kitchen, um, like an industrial kitchen over here. And uh -huh. I just have her pretty much making this ice cream. Because, um, you know, basically like, well, money's not really good over here, so she got to pay rent somehow. So I was basically oh, like, okay, yeah. well, you can make ice cream, but you're going to have to make a lot for it to count as much as it would cost to rent, have rent in a mansion. Uh -huh. So I built this kind of thing where she's... Did you ever see Breaking Bad? Mm -mm. They chain this guy up and make him cook meth in a, in a lab. And so I pretty much got the oh. idea from that. And so she's doing that with her splendid ice creams, but then I have to eat them so fast I'm starting to get sick. That's cool that you're a landlord now. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. I don't know what I'm going to do if she... Uh, I'm getting kind of sick of eating this ice cream, though, so. Well, I bet she can make something else. Like what? Um, churros? There's churros in one of her types of ice cream, so she has to yeah, make... Yeah, maybe something like that. She has to make churros and sweet corn biscuits to put in the ice cream and Pinot Noir. And yeah. so I also have her making wine and everything. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> oh, yeah. my stomach hurts so bad. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Ugh, I'm really sorry, man. How come you sound so happy? Um, oh. I'm so glad you asked. Well, um, I only asked because I'm mad about it. 
<laughs> I'm not. I met someone on this on my island. I met someone and I have a friend here now. And actually, honestly, I don't I think it might be a more than friends kind of thing. I have a crush. Hang on. Hang on a minute. Hold the phone. And I'm not talking about the tin can that you're literally holding to talk to me right now. No, but I am going to hold on to that. I meant like a metaphor. Sure. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but aren't you going on an island where it's mm, just you and some mean monkeys? And No. Okay. So that's what I thought too. But the other day I was sort of um, wandering around the circumference of the island for the hundred, oh, two hundred time. Oh, circumference makes me think of how swollen my belly's getting with all this ice is, cream. Yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of like walking around the island like I always do. And I sort of, you know, maybe, I don't know. It's like I laid down to take a nap in the sand. And it's kind of this thing, this thing where I don't really know what's awake and what's asleep. But I definitely woke up and laying next to me was this guy. Like what? on the beach. Yeah. That sounds creepy. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, what's he? Wait, what's he? How do other people meet? You know, wait, how, how look, does anybody meet anybody? Well, I can tell you how I met my best friend. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I needed some three ply toilet paper, so I shot her plane down. Ugh. <laughs> oh. What does this guy look like? Um, I mean, he's really handsome, like kind of unconventionally attractive. Oh, handsome. Oh, that makes me think of myself. <laughs> and I have a bad <laughs> stomach ache right now. Oh. Yeah, he's sort of, yeah, unconventionally handsome. He. Um, Wait, that means ugly. No, 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 no. It's more like a model like a model who's like really skinny and hot in every single way but then they have like a gap tooth you know yeah it's kind of like that except for with him it's like he's really hot in every single way but his skin is like bumpy and um like orange his skin is bumpy and orange yeah what is he the (laughs) head's really really round like perfectly round like your belly probably right now his skin is bumpy and it's orange and it's perfectly round like my belly. Yeah. Oh. He's so cute. What does his face look like? Mm, lines on it. Hang on. Hang on. Sarah, did he have a face when you met him? Yeah, there were lines on it. Like I said, his name's Brandon. Do you want to know anything? He's from Ohio. If you throw him he... against a rock, what's he do? Oh, bounce back so quick. He's resilient. And that's what I love about him. Sarah, I think that you made best friends with a basketball. There's no way. There's no way. You made best friends with a basketball. We kissed last night. Did he kiss back? Yes, I think. It was really bumpy. Oh, 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 Bumpy makes me think of, makes me think of riding the jet skis over here on my island and how that makes me throw up as sick every single time I do because I can't wait to ride the jet skis long enough to let the ice cream digest. Oh. Ben, I've never, 
I've never had a kiss like this in my life. I think this could be the real deal. Like, why else would a person just wash up on my beach unless they were meant for me? Wait, did he kiss you back the way that the man of your dreams would? Yeah, like I said, it was really bumpy. Okay, well, let's think about the simplest explanation for that. He is the man of your dreams. Yeah, like I said, he's like, it's like no, he was sent to me. Like you said, you weren't sure if you're still asleep or waking up right now. No, but I was awake when he was next to me. Hey, sir, do you have a top right now? Do you have a top right now, by the way? A top? Like a shirt on? No, like, no, I know you don't have a shirt on. I'm watching you no, through the I've telescope. No, I've been naked this whole time. The, uh, the top, like a top that you can spin. Do you have one of those right now? No, I don't have anything on this island except for a bunch of mean monkeys and Brandon. Okay, can you... Is Brandon, like, you said he's perfectly round. Is that something you can spin? You could spin him, right? I, his head, yeah, Like for on a sure. rock. Put him on a rock and spin him, spin his head. Yeah, I could put him on a rock and spin his head, but... Okay, go ahead and do he'd that. He'd probably cry. Go ahead and just do that for me. Okay. Okay, his head's spinning. Okay. Is it slowing down or does it just keep spinning? <laughs> does it just keep spinning? Oh my gosh, this is so funny. His head's spinning so fast and he looks kind of crazy. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Ugh. You gotta take a side. You know what makes me really sick to my stomach? What? It's watching you stuff your face with those hot dogs. If you see me coming, you better run because I'm gonna lay you the fuck down. Nobody, I mean nobody, puts ketchup on a hot dog. Smells like courage. What's up, Hero Heads? We're coming at you straight from Exile Island with another episode of Please Save Me. This is the third episode of the fourth season of the only recap podcast to officially get into the ins and outs, the who's, the what's, the how's, and the why's of television's best show, Chicago Heroes. I'm one of the only two hosts of this podcast, and my name is Ben Flores. And who am I? I am the other host of this podcast, and I'm Sarah Black. Why am I here? Well, it's to host this podcast with Ben. Who am I? Sarah Black. Why am I? Well, you'll have to ask my parents. How am I? Sunburnt and in love? Sarah, uh, setting aside your uh, recent uh, betrothal, uh, betrothal, wait, are you going to marry this basketball that you made friends with? His name is Brandon. His name is Brandon. And I I don't know. I mean, we've had sex. I don't know why we wouldn't get married. Okay, so TMI. um, But you know what would not be TMI would be if you told me how you liked this week's episode of Chicago Heroes. I mean, Chicago Heroes is my first love, right? Yeah. Like, if I could get married to a TV show, I would. And we've tried. And we have tried. Yeah, we, we, we went we to the courthouse. And we have been arrested Yeah, which is, it. honestly, courthouse is one of the easiest places for them to arrest you, we found out. Yeah, yeah. the hard way. A couple times. Yeah, because they said they were going to arrest us if we kept trying to get married to Chicago Heroes. And we said, I'd like to see you try. And they actually <laughs> and they showed us them trying. And they succeeded. <laughs> And so I love the show so much, and this episode was no um, exception. It was 
so good. Um, I had the best time and I came out of it, you know, with newfound respect for the heroes as I do every single week and just, you know, leaving me on a cliffhanger begging for more. Oh, as all good lovers do. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, it's basically what we do for our listeners each week, you know, um, mm-hmm. we kind of often we get messages, voicemails, notes, DMs, from, yeah, direct messages, which is where someone shows up to your door of people, uh, pleading with us after we do an episode of this show, pleading, yes, yeah, begging. Yeah. So for us to stop, but it's a similar level of emotion that we inspire. Yes. Love and hate are they sit next to each other or whatever that thing is it's well it's you can't hate something you're not allowed to hate something if you never loved it is that true i heard it i heard that as a saying and i thought that sounds okay, so, so true what about hitler okay <laughs> okay touche oh my god ben loves or as he hitler. would or as he would say touche in german you know, whatever it is uh-huh. in German, which is yeah. a language that I refuse to learn because it's the language that Hitler spoke. So yeah, same. Yeah. Um, I've learned it just so I have learned it and I have learned to love it just so that I can hate it. But yeah. Yeah. Me um, too. One so, time I said I hated the Twilight series of books mm-hmm. and somebody was like, well, have you read them? And I was like, no. So then I read all of them. Yeah. Just so you could dunk on them. Yeah. But they were actually kind of i mean they were i didn't have a bad time reading them i made it kinda, through all of them they're actually kind of good i like it when they play baseball yeah did i you like ever it when think they about kiss. how far a vampire could hit a baseball did you ever even think i don't about have it? to think about it i have read about it oh so once you, so you don't and that's how reading actually works that's how reading works <laughs> yeah once you read it it's kind of stored away you don't really anymore. have to think about it yeah you just know it yeah. And there's a difference between things that are facts, which you just know, and things that and you things that are think about. Figures. Yes. So um, <laughs> that actually brings us to this week's facts and figures moment. Um, so every week we have a facts and figures moment where uh, we share a couple of our favorite uh, facts or figures, which is, it's kind of funny that the moment called the facts and figures moment is actually kind of a misnomer because we never do facts and figures. We it's share facts or figures. Yeah, it should be called the facts or figures moment, but of course I didn't name it. So you're going to have to take it up with the person who did name it. Um, yes. And it, which it I would me. share. Yes. It was me. Right. It was yeah. Sarah. Um, which fun fun fact actually from last week's facts and figures moment is that Sarah's the person who named the facts and figures moment. But this week, of course, is a figures week, uh, so we are going to share <laughs> our favorite figures from this week's episode of Chicago Heroes, television's number one drama, which we're here to yep. recap right now. Yeah, we're gonna get into that in one second. But first of yeah. all, the figures. Um, so Sarah, what was your favorite figure? from this week's episode um favorite figure yeah um it was i think this is maybe giving a little bit away but it was when the chicago heroes figured out yeah how to um you know sort of do what they did right i'm winking i'm winking yes 
But yes. you know, when they when they figured out how to take back control of the hero house is sort of my figure of the week. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say that my favorite figure of the week was twelve. And that was mm. how many? And did you actually want to take a guess at what that figure was, or did you want me to just share what it was? Well, Baker's dozen. Okay, so yes, obviously in the show Chicago Heroes, a baker's dozen is twelve. That is a true fact from the show. Um, a dozen is eleven in the show, and a baker's dozen is twelve. Um, and the reason for that is that there's actually a good reason for that. Did you want to remind us of the reason that a baker's dozen is twelve? In Chicago Heroes, or were you hoping I would fill that in? Well, it's just because bakers are kind of seen as equals in society to everybody yeah. else, and that's why their dozen equals what a dozen would be in the normal world. Right. But of course, then the Chicago Heroes universe sort of overcorrects for that by making it 11. For everyone else's, um, yeah. For everyone else, yeah. Right. Like they kind of had this, per this was actually from an episode in season two where um, there was. It was actually a court case. Yeah, it was um, the Baker's Guild versus the people. And so the Baker's Guild versus the people. They file a class action system. lawsuit against people. Yeah, because like, they were like, we should be seen as equals. And you know, when we have a dozen, it should actually only have to be 12. Because a lot of times people come into our bakeries, and they say they want a dozen of something. We give them 12, and then they come back and they sue us because we didn't give them 13 brioche buns or whatever, you know? Right. And that's not fair to us. And so the so it was they were versus the people, and it went through the courts, and the court found actually that the bakers were right. And of so course. what they did was they rewarded the bakers and they punished the people. And so the people had to get punished by having a dozen only be 11. <laughs> so, but anyway, no. Um, my favorite figure 12 from this week's episode was how many times Joey jerked off in the episode. <laughs> So, anyway, yeah, that has been this week's facts, facts and, and figures, figures moment. Um, uh, should we dive into the recap? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we kind of have um, we kind of been hinting at the fact that we we're going to do this, so let's just go ahead and do it. So, yeah. this week on Chicago Heroes, which is television's number one show, and oh, and by the way, for if you're a new listener and you've somehow managed to listen this far to this episode but you've never heard the podcast before first of all uh you're crazy for that one yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're crazy for that one and i probably don't need to explain anything else to you because if you can tolerate this much without having listened before you probably have a your tolerance level for listening to things without understanding them sky high yeah through the roof however i will uh i will let you know chicago heroes Television's most popular show. Don't go looking for it in the TV guide. Don't. Okay. S I'm serious. You're not going to find it. I'm dead serious. Yeah, don't. Sarah and I know where to watch this show. Yeah, okay. you don't want this to be the people versus the TV guide, okay? All right. Because it's not the, in there. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. So anyway, uh, this, week, this week's episode of Chicago Heroes opens... Uh, on the the festivities of the season, as this show often does. Sometimes it seems like the show just kind of jumps from holiday to holiday. Well, we're at another one. Yeah. Uh, it's time for it's one. It's the biggest holiday of the season this week. That's right. It's Mother's Day. It's Mother's Day. So, yep. so we open on a, um, on a typical Mother's Day morning scene. Mm -hmm. We are at... 
Chicago's fanciest restaurant. That's right. It's Shea Sulligan's. Yes. And that's Sulligan's Bar. C-H-E-Z. It's French. Yes. Yes. And if you're wondering, yeah, it's owned by the same Sully Sulligan of Sulligan's Bar and Grill. Yeah. And it's just sort of their more upscale offering. So The official tavern of Chicago Heroes. Yep. So whereas a cup of Chicago chowder at Sulligan's would run you mm, buck 50. And that includes a t-shirt that says, um, I got sick from, <laughs> says I got sick, I got sick from eating the chowder at Sulligan's. And it's kind of, you know, sometimes you get a shirt and it says, you know, I got, yeah, I, I got crabs at bubblegum shrimp or whatever. Yeah. I wish I could get a shirt right now. <laughs> they just cut all the wordplay out. <laughs> I got sick. <laughs> and honestly, I don't know how they make those shirts for less than a buck fifty. Well, it's because a lot of people are like, no, I don't want that. <laughs> so they made a bunch at one point, and a lot of people give them back, so they're saving money. Exactly. Yeah. So whereas a cup of at well, a lot of people end up paying them to. <laughs> To stop trying to give him the shirt. <laughs> so at Sulligan's, a cuppa would run you about one fifty. Yeah. At Shea Sulligan's, they charge you. F- go ahead. You say your thing. A f- well, a fillet mm-hmm. of Asian carp will cost you only about mm, market price, which is fifty dollars. Yes, and that is, of course, the only dish that they. That's the only um, solid dish that they serve. They do that, and then they do mosas. Like so they do liquids, carp and mosas, yeah. yeah. Um, and they got uh, the most mosas in Chicago. That's kind of their slogan at Chase. Yeah, even though it's a really fancy restaurant, white tablecloths and the whole thing, <laughs> their slogan, which is on the sign, is the most most. The most mosas, most most mosas, most mosas in town. Because they, because um, they actually paid, and this is all in the, um, the big encyclopedia of Chicago heroes lore, uh, yes. which you can can't find um, on Amazon, so don't go looking. The they the the guy who painted the sign charged by the letter. That's right. At Shea Silgans, so. And not only is it on the sign, it's also on one of those sort of sandwich boards, mm-hmm. uh, chalkboardy kind of things outside too. And it says, soup of the day, Mosa's. Yes. Which is kind of cute. It is kind of cute. But don't ask the, for... The soup is a drink. But if you do And it's ask an alcoholic for, drink. If you do ask the for... The soup is an alcoholic drink. So even though if you do get that as your soup, um, it is extra to get a spoon with it. So, yeah, because you wouldn't really eat it with one. Because they'll upcharge you for the spoon. So, and that's why nobody eats mimosas with a spoon. Yeah, because spoons Tradi- cost money. They used to. Traditionally, they used, they to. used to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When they first came out with the um, with the mimosa. Now, what's in a standard mimosa? That's prosecco and orange juice. Prosecco or champagne, if you're. Yeah, sparkling. If you're um, white wine, yeah. Is champagne a type of Prosecco? No. Okay. Those, they're two different sparkling wines. Okay. So. Um, Prosecco is a little bit sweeter, so that's why it's typically used in mimosas. It's also just cheaper. Um, yeah. I don't know where you're going. 
Yeah, when they first came up with it, it was um, <laughs> you just had said how people used to eat them with a spoon, and uh-huh. I was just going to explain some of the history of that. Um, but we don't actually have to get into that. So let's get into the episode. Um, <laughs> That's great. Yeah, let's get into the episode. So the it's basically it was someone who was taking some medicine, and then they heard a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down, but they didn't have any sugar. The only sweet thing that they had was they had Prosecco and orange juice, so they mixed it together, and they took it with a spoon. And it went down good, and they got healthy, and they never got sick again. Yeah. Until um, they died. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so... The so so we open out Chase Sullivan's and all the people are there with their moms, right? Exactly. For this brunch, right? Everyone's enjoying their Asian carp Benedict and mm-hmm. their big, you know, big the mar- their big like delicious breakfast mimosas with the tomato juice and the celery and the meat stick and everything uh-huh. and the vodka and the raw oyster, the raw oyster on the side and. We, I'm like watching this and I'm honestly like, okay, I actually love this. I'm eating with my eyes right now. I also actually loved it and was eating with my eyes. I don't remember the last time I ate something that wasn't a banana or a scooped out coconut. Or for me, like I've just been eating so much Jenny Splendid ice creams that I was like, oh, if I drank enough of those mosas right now, it would make me throw some of this ice creams up and I would feel better. That's yeah. So it's sort of the same thing. So, um, so anyway, our I, heroes are there, and that was my thing. I was like, "Where are they?" Okay, yeah, they're there. So they're there. Yeah, we sort of pan around the um, restaurant for a while, see all the good foods, see all the beautiful floral dresses yeah. and fascinators that are typical for mothers mm. to wear on Mother's Day, and yeah. um, you know, then we keep panning and we see all of our heroes together and what's interesting is that you know only one mom is there yeah and it's all the heroes it's chandler it's monica it's ross it's it's rachel it's rachel i mean this is like the whole crew all of the chicago heroes are there Except for Mayor Lisa Kudrow, who is currently, you know, she's been elected president. Yeah. She's going to be inaugurated in the near future. But it could happen um, any day now. That's what they keep saying in the commercials. Yes. The smoke is coming out of the smokestack. Right. Being like, you have to still wait. Yeah. Because traditionally, whenever <laughs> the. So if someone from Chicago gets elected to be president, the way that they know if. The, it's time for the inauguration to happen is the, the, the factories, you know, because it's a factory town. Um, they'll send, uh, they'll send um, chicken smoke. They'll send chicken smoke out if it's not mm-hmm. time for the inauguration yet. And they'll send mm-hmm. pork smoke out when it is time for the inauguration. That's right. So she's not there, but the rest of her heroes are, and there's only one mom. Yeah, so for me, big question marks going up in my head yeah, right same. Away. And we sort of learn through exposition in the dialogue why nobody else's mom is there. Yeah, um, because Joey, he says a toast to his mom, right? His yes. mom is there and he's saying this big toast. He's listing up oh, his mom. Oh, and she was so cute. Oh, she was really cute. Yes. Yeah. His his little old his little old ma. His little old His little old ma. Little old ma. That's what he called her. Yeah. He said, I just like to give a toast to my little old ma. Uh, she's here. She's the most important woman that there's ever been to me in my life. Uh, all those other girls, you didn't matter to me. And he even turns to, he actually has a date there with him. He turns to her Mm -hmm. and he goes, sorry, baby, but it's true. Uh, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. We forgot to mention that Joey brought a date to Mother's <laughs> yeah. Day brunch. A but couple he of always them. is doing one that. on each yeah. arm. Yeah. One, one on each arm, yeah. one on his dick. Heather Locklear's one of them. Um, Jenna Jameson. Yeah. There's another them. one. And I can't remember if she's alive or not, but if she's not, they used her holograph for this episode. And, um, <laughs> the, and, and then uh, Stephanie Germanata, better known as Lady Gaga. Stephanie Germanata, better known as Lady Gaga. Um, and they all understand because Joey has that special kind of relationship that an Italian boy can only have with his Italian mama. Uh-huh. Played by Marissa Tomei. Yes. Oh. Who's interesting because she's like, Kind of around Joey's age. She was looking like a freaking 11. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she was amazing. Probably this Nobody the- could take their eyes off of her. It's the first time Rachel hasn't had all eyes in the room on her, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, Rachel's eyes were going gauga, gauga. Um, yeah. And probably... <laughs> And I think that all of Joey's girlfriends, that's why they understood, you know? Because it's like they look yeah. at Marissa Tomei, you know? Um, yeah. And they're like... Uh, She's a dime, you know? Yeah, she's a dime. <laughs> yeah. So. A dime plus a penny. That's an 11. Exactly. And they were all yeah. kind of doing riffs on that. Yeah, exactly. And then they started doing riffs on why no other moms were there. <laughs> well, yeah, because uh, because um, Chandler got offended at Joey for giving his mom a speech. Because yes. he was like, it's so insensitive of you. You yeah, know, you know my mom was a pig and then she went to slaughter and now, you know, I don't know, somebody somewhere at a different brunch place is probably eating her right now. Right. And like then the heroes kind of get into it. They're like, well, how long ago was that? And he was like, it was it was years ago, okay? But it feels like it was just yesterday. And they're like, well, they're probably not eating her then unless she was like the fattest pig that ever lived. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, well, she was. Yeah. So she was and she was perfect. And in case you're wondering what I'm talking about, it's pretty clear Chandler grew up as a pig and then he made a deal with a witch that was a snake to turn into a human so that he could go to law school, but he gave away his ability to read and write. This was all covered in the reading for the episode. Yes. So if you um, don't understand this as a listener, you haven't held up your part of the bargain. Exactly. And we need you to do that because we hold up our end every single week by delivering you a perfect salient recap of TV's Chicago Heroes. Anyway, so he's so Chandler, crying about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his mom's bacon, whatever. And then, you know, Monica talks about, you know, she shot her mom in the line of duty on accident. Um, yeah. Well, she like, says, you know, my mom died in the line of duty. You know that my mom died in the line of duty. It's so insensitive of you guys, you know? Yes. And like Rachel kind of clarifies. Yes. And she's like, wait, in the line of. Like, she was a cop, too? Yeah. And Monica's like, no. no. You know that she wasn't. And Rachel's like, okay, well, I'm just kind of trying to get, trying In the line of what to get duty? this straight and, like, understand. Yeah. What duty was she doing when she was shot? And Joey laughs at that. You know, he's like, uh, she was probably duty. doing duty in the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then Monica was like, okay, no, I shot her, guys. Yeah. I shot my mom. You know, you know, that I, like... Basically, she thought that her mom was a perp. Yeah. Um, So she shot her mom. But then we find out. Because her mom was so ugly. And there was actually a a description out for a perp that was basically the only description was the ugliest guy alive. (laughs) 
Yep. And then Ross was meeting the test tube, which so obviously his mom's out there. Yeah. I mean, there is over there is this ominous shot, and it didn't come back later in this episode, but like I kind of thought maybe it was gonna be important later, you know? When he Mm -hmm. says, like, you guys know that I was created by a scientist in a test, you know, I was created by a scientist and I was born in a test tube. (laughs) And, uh, um, uh, and I never even met the guy, you know, I've never even met him, you know, like we cut to this guy who was like wearing a lab coat and looked kind of like a scientist, you know, and he was like sitting at another table and he seemed to be like watching Ross. Yeah, that's true. And we kind of never got more of that. No, but I'm like, okay. Maybe he's just maybe. looking at Ross because Ross is dumb as hell and he's always talking loud. So he was kind of steadying him. Like, how can someone so dumb actually be Exist alive? And, like, have friends to even be at brunch with. <laughs> it could be that. But he didn't know that they weren't his friends. They were his coworkers. Yes. Um, so that pretty much covers that, except for, you know... Um, Joey, he says to the other heroes, he goes like, okay, have we covered, like, has everyone who's mad at me right now for, for like saying a toast to my mom, like said their little piece, are we done here? And Rachel says, well, I'm not mad, but my mom also isn't here. And everybody says, why? You never talk about it. And she goes, well, it's, you know, it's really sad. Yeah. My mom was choking on a chicken wing and, um, I botched the Heimlich maneuver. Yeah. And that's why I became a paramedic, so that I would never botch it again. Yeah. And I would never make somebody else die from choking on a chicken bone ever again. Oh, my God. The violins were playing for me when that moment was happening. I know. And she delivered it just basically exactly how I just delivered it, too. Oh, yeah. Sort of like, yeah. We actually... Really really good. We actually played... If you're a listener and you weren't able to tell this, we actually played (laughs) the audio recording from the show at the same time as Sarah was delivering it. So yeah, and I if just kind of matched out, the tone and pitch perfectly. Right. Yeah. So if it so. sounded perfect to you, then like she hit it every note. Yeah, exactly. And that um, was a nice little origin story. You know, I felt like I've needed kind of Rachel's purpose. Yes. Um, I mean, she's been through so much as like in the present, like, you know, obviously last season she did a face swap, which ended up with Joe Pesci. Um, on her head, like where her head was up Joe Pesci's ass, and then Joe Pesci's entire body was operating as Rachel's face. Yeah, and that was emotional, but I've just felt like I haven't really connected with the character, you know? And so this, for me, was like, oh, like, I get her. You know, like, I also do what I do for a reason, you know? Uh, to yes, save lives. I totally agree. Pod- yeah, Podcasting, yes. obviously. Yeah, obviously, so. that's what we do. And if you feel like you're dying, listen to the podcast yeah. and maybe it'll put things in perspective. You. Okay, yeah. so there's two different ways of looking at it. Yeah. So, well, so if you're going to die, you want to have things in perspective yes. at the very, very least. But right. if you're also dying, you want to be revived. That's the yeah. best case scenario. Yeah, and so you, you, you want to have a reason to live. And so you could get a reason. You know, like a lot of times we hear from listeners telling us, you know, they'll leave us voice messages, they show up to our door, they send us emails, um, which is uh, saying, you know, your podcast gave me a reason to live. Yes. You know? And then we get maybe double that amount of people saying your podcast gave me a reason to die. Yeah, right. And what's interesting is like they each 
you know, the people who say they gave me a reason to die, they say, cause I think, you know, um, the people, it's interesting. The people who say that they are in reason to die is because they like the podcast so much. They say I can die happy now. It's like avatar. Right. The people who gave me a reason to live, they say, I, I can't die. I, I need to stay alive just to, because I hope that this podcast ends one day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So it's interesting, just kind of yeah. people playing with expectations, you know, yes. similar to the writers of Chicago Heroes. Exactly. And speaking of which, you know, something starts happening here at the brunch. Yeah, I thought like, oh, okay, all right, episode's over, right? That's basically what I right. thought. Okay, we well, just sort of like learned what we needed to know <laughs> yeah. about these characters. Well, we're done. Wham, here. bam, thank you, ma'am. Mom. Thank you, mom. And I should have, I should have said that. That's what we had written in our notes. Yes, wham, bam, sorry. thank you, mom. I misread it. I hate to point, keep pointing to the script in front of your face, but yeah. Yeah. So Michael Jordan is there with his mom and, um, it's kind of a bit part cameo. Yes. Um, but he's there and his mom's there and they're enjoying their meal and he's smoking a cigar Mm -hmm. and, Mm-hmm. Um, playing cards and doing all the kind of stuff that uh, we know he loves to do and have yeah. always known. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, he's there and he um, starts choking on his food. Yes. Now we actually had seen him order something special earlier in the background, right? Like he like yeah, snapped so- at the waiter and he was like, you know, like making like we didn't actually hear it, but you know, we heard him. We saw him like show the Asian carp back to the waiter and be like, I don't want this. Nah, basically. Uh-uh. I don't uh-uh. want this shit. Yeah. No, I'm Michael no, no, Jordan. No, I'm not, not eating this. Um, yes. And the, so he's choking and I'm like, first thing that I was wondering is like, okay, um, what is he choking what on? Is he choking on? That's what I'm wondering. Right. Because yeah, actually like for me, anytime someone chokes in Chicago heroes, I don't know about you. That's always what I wonder because they usually use it as a moment to tie in branded content. Correct. Yes. What are some of your favorite things that victims have choked on in Chicago Heroes that they have tied in as branded content? I mean, I know, I know mine. Um, uh, floss pick for sure. Totally. Um, yes. Pick your battles was the um, slogan that they choose. That where like people were basically all walking by and deciding like, should I save this person? Should I not save this person? Yep. Um, Zune audio device. Right. Yes. Um, um, yeah. Zune. I can't remember. Yeah. The person they had a Zune in them. Right. And I remember that, uh-huh. um, the song that was playing was, it was like sounded muffled. Like it was coming from the next door, you know? Yeah. And then when they got the Zune hacked up out of their throat, it became, it started playing more clearly. And it was like, I feel I got the music in me. Exactly. So, that What's your favorite smart. thing somebody choked on in Chicago Heroes? Ooh, favorite thing that someone choked on in Chicago Heroes. I would probably say... And it can't be Joey choking on his own dick. Okay, because that was actually going to be my number one. But my number two is kind of similar. It's, um, do you remember the Glory Hole Corndog? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I was hoping you were going to say this. Say no more. I mean, it's the Glory Hole Corndog. Probably the most famous moment in all of Chicago Heroes. It's where every good meme stems from <laughs> yeah, glory old corn dog yes totally like you know it's where it's where like if somebody's like where should i start if i don't want to start at the beginning and yeah. then after i get done yelling at them for an hour about how they need to start at the beginning i'll be yeah. like but if you absolutely don't want to glory hole corn dog glory hole corn dog 
I mean, it's probably one of the funniest moments in the whole show, probably one of the saddest moments in the whole show, um, and most violent. So it's kind of, it's kind, kind of, of checks all three got boxes. It all. Yeah. Um, yeah. A triple threat. Got to catch them all, you know? Um, and obviously, I mean, obviously the victim of that glory hole corn dog did catch them all, you know, the diseases that the glory yeah. hole corn dog had all over it. Yeah. Um, which is a whole mother storyline. But anyway, that so was Michael mine. Jordan is choking. Yep. And what is he choking on? Well, we don't find out until a little later because the first thing is his mom stands up and she's like, is there a doctor around here? Is there a doctor yes. around here? And everybody says, no, really loud. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. No, stop choking. <laughs> and then Rachel goes, well, I'm a paramedic. And his, MJ's mom was like, okay, that's fine for this. Like, yeah. that's like yeah. well within your wheelhouse. And Rachel. And also she goes, said, um, she almost said, uh, uh, if you're a paramedic, how come there's only one of you? And Rachel kind of <laughs> goes, what? Yeah. Doesn't get it. Um, yeah. Anyway. So that. Kind yeah. Of what was that throwaway, joke? Throwaway joke. So, um, well, if you're a paramedic, why is there's only one of you? Oh, a pair of medic. Yeah. So, because that's how it's spelled. P-A-I-R-O-F. Yeah. M-E-D-I-C. I just never have had to write it out. I've only ever read it. You've never, you've only, so you have seen it. So let's just, you have seen it written down. You just haven't Yeah. had to write it. I haven't written it. Yeah. And you know, that's like a better way to build memory of how things are spelled is if you write it a bunch. So you didn't remember that it was spelled P-A-I-R-O-F. Yeah, like if somebody said, Sarah, type this in a letter to me about something else and you have to use the word paramedic, I would be like, huh, how do I do that? You type it out, you go, huh, the more, you know, like the more actually that I look at this, less it even looks like a word. Exactly. And then I'd be like, thank you, autocorrect. Yeah, (laughs) right. Uh, So anyway, Rachel's like, okay, yeah, fine, I can do this. Yeah. She goes, done, done hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands of these. So I'm going to do it. Right. I'm going to just do it. Well, and then she sort of wings. She looks right at the camera. Yeah. I'm going to just do it. Uh, long story short, <laughs> she, she fucks it up. Fails. Yeah, fucks yeah, it up big time. He yes. dies. MJ dies um, on the table, which she... Shouldn't be where you are if you're getting the Heimlich maneuver. Shouldn't even have been on the table. But Rachel, you know, she rode him hard. She rode him long trying to get that whatever out of there. You know, bouncing up yeah. and down on his gut. And um, kind of just you trying every trick in the book. Yeah. Like a um, freaking bucking Bronco. But she was the Bronco. And yeah. He was like the rider. But he was laying on Except his back. opposite. So you're saying. Yeah. So wait. Okay. Hang on. So she was on top of him, riding him, or she was on top of him, bouncing, <laughs> but he's the bronco, he's the bouncing. rider and she's the bronco. So that's a classic power bottom situation. Yes, exactly. Okay, all right. But he actually was losing his power very quickly as he choked to death. Um, so And then she kept kind of bouncing and being like, okay, what if I do it with one hand? Yeah, this scene was what about an hour long. No hand. Scene was like an hour real time. Yeah, it was seemed like it would be really painful and scary to die 
from choking and have it take an hour to just finally well, end you. I mean, I got to say, I think, and I'm not a medical professional. Um, but we've watched enough of the show. Right. Uh, I think he was done for about 15, 20 minutes in. And he just sort of kept tamming it up. Well, she didn't take his pulse ever. Did you notice that? <laughs> no. <laughs> and she kept just sort of riding him and, and riding And the funniest thing, I mean, it's kind of sad and funny, is like, okay. To be clear, she's sitting on his belly. On his belly, yeah. For me, I actually have learned a little bit about how you tell when people are choking. And one of the things is you... So, um... Uh, um if you can't talk, right, then you shouldn't be able to talk or make any sounds, right? Right. If you're, you know. It's not like what we often see where it's, where it's somebody going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, mm -hmm, exactly. And woof, woof, woof. Right. And MJ, of course, was barking a little bit like a dog and <laughs> kind of saying like, uh, stop, stop, get off me, get off me. <laughs> um, you're hurting me. You know, and like exactly. Rachel was like, I'm saving you. I'm saving you. You know, <laughs> you got to go through a little bit of hell to get to heaven. And he's like, I don't want to go to heaven right now. I just want to stay on earth. And um, she goes, your time is done. <laughs> yeah. You she, won a bunch of championships. Yeah. She kept saying, you know, like, um, uh, God has a plan for all of us. It's time to meet your maker. <laughs> yeah. So I actually have a theory about this one i was on the reddit forums um and the fans had a little bit of a theory which is that um they actually locked michael jordan into a they, they locked him into a contract for the whole season okay but he's very expensive because he's such a big star right so they actually the producers had to convince rachel they basically gave mj an episode script where he stayed alive the whole episode and he was actually the star of it. But they gave Rachel a script or Jennifer Aniston in her script and everyone else's script. It had her killing him off or it had him dying of choking. And so, you know, like they kind of told her, like, you just have to get it. You just have to make it, <laughs> you just have to make it happen. You know, one way or another in this scene, MJ's MJ goes down. <laughs> yeah. And he, ha he literally did say, I'm supposed to be on this entire season. He said that. Yeah. And they didn't edit and that she out. Put, no. And she puts her hand over his mouth and says, shut the fuck <laughs> up. Yeah. She said, shut the fuck up when I'm riding you. Um, <laughs> your belly. I'm riding your belly. <laughs> yeah. Here is belly. Yes. Because um, actually, miraculously, this show had a um, TVPG rating this episode. Yeah. Because they did the whole thing. Uh, close on you know um yeah and they and language is not um a barrier for chicago heroes mpaa rating yeah she said oh because she oh i see you're referring to the part where she said shut the fuck up when i'm writing you or like any other part of any episode <laughs> yeah yeah of this episode a lot of like a lot of bad language in it um, yeah and when i said earlier that you know joey had two girls on either arm and one on his dick He's also clothed. Yeah. It was just... And they're also clothed. Right. I mean, it's it was just, just implied. implied she's down there. Because he's, yeah. he's got a... Um, he's got a third leg sewn into his pants right in the middle. That's big, uh -huh. en big enough to fit a girl down there. Yep. <laughs> Inside of it. So yeah. we only know that she's down there because she kind of called out, you know, like, hey, I'm still down here. 
And he goes, good, stay there. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. He did say that. <laughs> oh, okay. So MJ dies. And that so was Stephanie kinda... Germanotta, right? He was down there in the third leg? Yeah. Oh, I get it now. Yeah, okay. Um, so, because she, she said, I'm on a deep throat. Watch as I dive in. Yeah. Anyways, MJ dies. Yes. And so that's Rachel's second botched Heimlich maneuver in her lifetime. Yes. Postmortem reveals what did MJ choke on? Chicken bone. As soon as that becomes public knowledge, um, honestly, the Chicago heroes became Chicago public enemies number one through five. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they are... Public public enemies number one through five. It's basically exactly what you said. Mm. And then they get doxxed hard. Yeah. All the forums, all the social media sites, everybody says, here's where the heroes live. Yeah, they live Let's at the hero house. Get them. The hero yeah. house on the top of Hero Hill. Exactly. On the Chicago mountain. Uh, mm-hmm. It's right here. It's a Everybody knows it, but now I'm. Just, it has a neon sign that says "Hero House," um, where heroes live. On it, no boys allowed. Yes, J.K. LOL. All only boys allowed, except for Monica and Rachel. Okay, honestly, the exterior of the house is mostly sign. Exactly, and there's a moat. So, as soon as that happens, I mean, for me, I'm thinking like, well, the, that's good because the Hero House is basically built like a fortress you know it's got a moat Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. drawbridge they're safe right they can just pull up the drawbridge you know and everything but obviously i had what i had forgotten was that the moat was not filled anymore no 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 it was off season it's off season um they put it in on late they put it in on labor day memorial day sorry they put it in on memorial day right um I always confuse those two. Yeah, I mean it's an easy it's an easy mistake to make because it's on Labor Day is actually when they empty the moat out. Um, Exactly. And as we all know, Labor Day just happened. It's May first. So that's right. um, So on Labor Day, it's only empty for a couple weeks. Only empty for a couple weeks, but it's it's the worst time that this could happen. That the Hero House exactly yeah become like a big kind of sixth public enemy. Yes. and obviously on Labor Day, they empty it out um, because they have the annual drinking contest where the heroes mm-hmm. kind of, um, the heroes have to drink the whole moat in yep. 24 hours. And exactly. it's all and it's filled with soul against chowder, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of and a, tequila. a good tie-in and tequila. So, uh, so they have to go into hiding somewhere. Yes, like into kind of, like under... Like police protection, federal protection, kind of a thing. Yeah, like witness protection, but like if you did the crime. Right, exactly. Um, and it wasn't a crime. She gave it a fair shot. And that's what the police said when they showed up. Totally not a crime. Um, totally not a crime. She gave this a fair shot. Right. Um, so they're on their way to, they're like in the police suburban or whatever, Escalade, the big police car. Range Rover. Range Rover thing. And, um, the uh, all the heroes are in there, 
and they see like, you know, the, the cop, right. Who's in the front. He goes like, it's totally fine. You gave it a fair shot. You know, and Rachel's mm-hmm. like, I'm so glad you said that. Honestly, just everyone's been so mad at me and everything, you know. And um, and then Monica kind of waggles her gun at his face and goes, hey, I'll give you a fair shot. And he laughs because they're co-workers. Yes. Yeah, totally. Um, and he goes, yeah, OK. And like and then Joey goes, did somebody say shots? He starts shots, 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 shots. That song starts yeah. playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and were there any other interjections from the other heroes that I was missing? Because there was Ross goes, oh. oh, Ross goes like, oh, shot. Is someone about taking good photographs of interesting paleontological specimens? Um, and they're and all then, like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, they're all kind of like, shut the fuck up. And then right. Rachel's like, I, you should shoot yourself in the head. Which is obviously often one of the big kind of laugh moments in any episode. Um, yeah. Is when they tell Ross a way that he should kill himself. Yeah, so, exactly. In this one, though... Um, it seems like they're, um, it seems like they're like going to be safe. I mean, obviously this cop actually kind of is driving like a different route than they expect. They're like, um, why are you going this way? And he's like, don't you worry about it. It's a shortcut, you know? And I mean, there was a little subplot in which the cop was actually kind of trying to, kill the heroes because he was mad at them and he has an NBA ring on you can see which is what tips uh, tips Monica off to realize that something you know that he's something's wrong because he's an ex NBA star who used to play with MJ yeah yeah he's Scotty Pippen yeah Scotty Pippen Um, so they have to have like take a quick detour before they get to their protection house to like kill kill Scotty Pippen but um but anyway yeah then they get there right so that they're they're kind of like safe house location it's like a super eight motel exactly and they can't leave for the time being and they know they can't leave they are stuck there like not even going out for groceries or anything they have to get their food delivered and then one of them has to kind of like wear a mask and gloves to go out to make sure nobody realizes who it is yes yes they have to purchase everything under a fake name and Mm -hmm. you know at this point ben i was kind of like okay i don't want to watch all of this yeah like right i'm already living this on this little island well, I was just thinking, like, that's boring. Like, Very I boring. Oh, my God. It was yeah. so boring. I mean, And they were like, should just... I take this time to learn something new? Should I take this time to get really yes. fat? Ross is criticizing himself really fit? for not learning something new. Yeah. And, like, the other people are like, you know, well, or, um, yeah, Ross is, like, criticizing himself for not learning something new. And he's like, well, I should be learn. I should be, like you know, I should really be making use of this time. And then he's like, well, maybe I shouldn't go so hard on myself. And all the other heroes are like, no, you yeah, should. You should. You, <laughs> yeah. You saw. You're a failure. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's kind of this, uh, I oh, don't really boring. care. But, yeah. I don't care. But the question posed Every is like, are the they same. going to do something with this time? Or are they going to go absolutely cuckoo Lulu, go cre- crazy, crazy. And sort of be like, fuck it. I'm leaving. I'm not Shh. doing this anymore. I'm going to put everybody in the, in this place in danger just to like, Go out because I'm bored. See the si- light of day. Yeah, because I'm bored. Joey's like scrolling channels and he's like, can't find anything to watch. He's like, why do they call, uh, what do they call this place the Super 8? Because it's only got eight channels. And then everybody like laughs. Because it's a good joke. Because it's great. 
Um, it's a great joke. So, you know, I'm kind of like, okay, how many scenes of like... I actually love the tag. Sorry, you say your thing. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say how many scenes of like one of them trying to start Infinite Jest and putting it down after a page can we see, you know? Well, um, about, I would say <laughs> seven or eight. That was how many we saw of that yeah. particular scene. Yes. Um, that particular one. There was a yeah. number of scenes of them trying to create, of um, of uh, Chandler tried to get into making a sourdough bread. Um, yes. And they don't have an oven. So everybody's kind of like, you're it's a lost cause, as dumb buddy. as Ross, dude. You're yeah. being as stupid as Ross right now. And he goes, oh yeah, well, if I found a way to make an oven in here, would that be stupid? And they're like, no, that would no. be really smart. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, okay, well, it's just as smart to think about doing it. <laughs> Yeah, and that's honestly a lot of the logic that I use with most of my endeavors. So yeah, I mean, when you think I about it, actually, I fail to see why that doesn't work. It actually is maybe even smarter to think of an idea instead of actually doing it, because like, if you think about doing an idea but you don't actually do it, you're actually just doing it with your mind, which is even more smarter. And you can do it better with your mind. Perfect. Then like, you can. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, they're kind of going a little bit. They're at each other's throats a little bit, yeah. but um, Joey sort of cracks right he wants to see his mom again he yep. wants to see marissa tomei so he sort of yeah just she got caught out. she got caught kind of in the sorry i just uh clattered something on my desk um over what here was it at the recording studio that i have built into the mansion it was um what was it that i clattered on my desk yeah it was um it was a pint of Jenny's Splendid Ice Cream. So oh, yeah. It was an empty pint of Jenny's Splendid Ice Cream. Also, as long as we're talking about background noise, I'm sorry if you didn't hear Brandon. He's, like, watching something on the phone right now. Oh, yeah. Hey, no, it's no problem. Yeah. I mean, he's not real, so probably the listeners won't get. You're going to feel so stupid when you meet him. Yeah, well, maybe I will, um, or maybe I'll just um, dunk on him. He loves you, by the way. He thinks you're so cool. That's awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. I actually like That's him. kind of the only thing we disagree on. So Joey leaves the motel. He heads out because he's so desperate to see his mommy, and mm -hmm. he thinks he's being sneaky, right? Like he wears his He puts on a mask. He puts on gloves. He, he like, puts on black Jordans and he heads out. Yes. Because uh, he's like, no one's going to be able to sell it to me. Um, and, and if I'm wearing Jordans, people will definitely think it's not me because we killed him on accident. So it's like, that's like the last thing that I would be wearing because obviously black Jordans are what everyone around Chicago is wearing in this episode to kind of like mourn. memorialize, mourn yeah. um, MJ. Well... Or so Joey thought, because the TV, of course, only gets eight channels, and none of them is news. So yep, he hasn't. So he missed seen the memo. The news, and the memo, of course, is that MJ actually didn't die. He's alive. He's alive. So he's alive. Nobody's still wearing their black Jordans. They're wearing white Jordans. To commemorate the resurrection of MJ, the angel, <laughs> which is what they're calling him now. MJ, the MJ angel. MJ, the angel. Yeah. MJ, T-H-A, angel. And I cried. I, oh, I wept. 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 Yeah. 
cried, 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 cried Open, because sloppy sobbing. Yeah, because I yeah, was like, that's... "Go ahead." Yeah, so I you... had to make Brandon like hold me for like an hour while oh, I just yeah. like shook and cried. And he, your friend I, like, Brandon, wiped... who's a, actually a basketball. My friend Brandon, who like let me dry my tears on his shoulder and let me kind of get his shirt a little bit snotty because I had so much snot from crying and kissed my forehead and sort of rubbed my back. That Brandon? That one, yes. I'm sure that he really feels for MJ because they used to play together. Um, So anyway, I mean, for me, like, yeah, I was devastated, you know? I was yeah. like, oh my God. Wait, you were devastated that he came back? Yeah, I mean, he's just kind of a wooden actor, you know? And so it's like, well, oh, I don't okay. really want to see him. You know, I was crying so hard. I was like, I don't want to see this guy anymore, you know? So why don't you guys bring him back to life or whatever? So anyway, Joey gets found out right quick and it leads the angry mob with their pitchforks and their torches. Yep. Yep. Straight to the heroes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, basically, it's it's crazy. You would think that all of Chicago is kind of in one little street or something because, like, this guy is, like, cruising by, sees Joey's Buck Jordans, is like, hey, that's him. That's the guy. And, like, everyone's like, oh, and they all come out of the alleys with their pitchforks, and you're like, they're, like, literally running after Joey as he turns and he's running, and Joey is, like, running so fast, you know, because he's got the Jordans on. And you're, yeah. like, you're like, and he's ju- he's jumping so high. He's jumping so high. I mean, he actually jumps pretty much um, straight. He actually jumps over the Super 8 Motel, all, exactly. the, all the way over it, which is actually not good because Mm-mm. the because the people that are chasing him, they're not wearing their black Jordans. They're wearing their white Jordans, which are church Jordans, so they're not made for jumping. Mm-mm. And so they so they get on their knees and pray, and they slide into the Super Eight Motel. Exactly. Yeah, obviously, this is. I mean, if I had been writing this plot, you know, I probably would have written it exactly the same way. Oh my god! It writes yeah. itself. Yeah, yeah, and I love this too because, like, where Chicago Heroes, well, or what Chicago Heroes is known for is like these sort of weaving, um, interesting, like twists and turns and you know stuff you never could have seen coming um honestly sort of staccato plotting at times but sometimes their execution is just like so simple and this was one of those times yeah yeah and i mean it's like it, it works out just so elegantly that like right as um the people are sliding into the super 8 motel to find out the heroes is the moment at which Chandler is trying to, what is it that I had said before that he was trying to build in the episode? He an was, oven. An oven. Yeah. Chandler has like finally has succeeded at making his oven. Right. Yeah. And then Rachel goes, some pig. Oh, so funny. Yeah. It's very so good. funny. And all of the, um, so all the angry mob, like one by one, they pretty much slide on their knees into the oven that's in mm-hmm. the Super 8 motel room. And one by one, they each actually burn up to a crisp. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Holy shit, right? I mean, the way that that... Tied back to... I mean... Tied back together. <laughs> Pretty tight. Pretty tight. Pretty they kept tight. it really tight. They kept the plotting so tight. Unfortunately... There was another angry mob right behind them. Oh, my God. I know. it's More pitchforks, more torches. Yes. Yep. And so he had to kind of 
Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, because the oven is, um, because the oven it was made of uh, sticks and st- it was made of um, sticks and stones, sticks and stone, sticks and stones. Because he's like, because yeah. he's a pig, a little piggy. Yep, made a little piggy oven out of sticks and stones, and a little piggy oven. So. Yeah, so the so the next um, mob <clears throat> behind him though, and they love to do this at Chicago Heroes a lot of the time, right? Like they'll have like a scene, and they kind of tie it up, you know, and then they yeah. kind of repeat the scene a different way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's almost like the writers in the room were sort of like duking it out over Fighting. whose plot point was best, Fighting and then with each other, and then they just sort of put in both or all three or all four, depending on how many different scenarios there were. I will say that I was personally glad that they did this scene again, though, because Michael, so cool. Michael Jordan, of course, was not part of that first mop. Right. Well, he is part of the second one, which for me means, okay, another chance for he's Michael Jordan die. to die. You know, and you know he's going to die because he actually, when they get to the Super 8, he's charging the big sword and you got all the mobsters the people behind him with their you know katanas and mm-hmm. big guns and yep s- cannons sh- shuriken throwing stars and um mm-hmm. trebuchet nunchucks and uh-huh. michael jordan kind of like he goes you can't kill me i'm going to live forever and he looks straight at the camera yep and then he winks yes so then there's a huge battle scene and the heroes just you know ross monica rachel and joey yeah have to fight off all these people and ross and ross is useless so he sort of lays down and cries in the fetal position so it's basically monica rachel and joey yes oh and chandler and chandler right chandler is of course kind of basically likes patting himself on the back for his oven working. So he's yeah, pretty and then much like, out. Yeah, and then when he sees what's going on, he starts just like kind of really quickly writing um, restraining orders for every single person. Yeah, because he's And a throwing them at him. And yeah, he's like, he's oh, okay, you are under restraining order now yeah. and you have to stop fighting. He keeps saying the pen is mightier than the sword. Yeah, and then what's funny is that MJ's sword sort of knocks the pen out of his hand. Yeah, it slices up gets, the restraining orders. Yep, and that gets Chandler so mad. Right. So he gets up and he punches MJ straight in the noggin. Right. Punches MJ straight in the noggin. MJ, actually, his um, noggin is his Achilles heel, pretty much. So That's right. <laughs> he, goes, he goes down hard. Like a tree. <laughs> like a tree. And... Um, the and MJ's big, tall guy, right? I mean, you've mm-hmm. seen this guy. Oh yeah, he goes down like a tree. He played in the NBA. He goes down like. Did you know that? I did not know that. I only know him because um, he's like a steakhouse king, and so yes. I love his steakhouse. So he goes down hard, and he knocks out. I would say maybe about half of the army just by him falling. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then. Then the other half, they just sort of like punch and kick and shoot to death. Yes. And, um, you know, Chandler is so proud of himself for the punch that he's kind of out. Ross is crying. Um, oh, my God. Rachel, Rachel, she starts um, bouncing on MJ because she's like, I'm going to get it right this time. I'm going to get it right. I'm going <laughs> to save you. Uh-huh. Joey, uh, you know, 
um, Monica is like, are you stupid? Like, we're trying to kill him, not save him. So they kind of start getting into their little cat fight. Yes. And then Monica starts bouncing on Rachel to get her to stop. Yes. Right. Because she's like, well, that was so effective at killing MJ the first time. Maybe I can use it on you. And And not kill you, but get close. Right. And so the only person really left is Joey. Well, Joey sees Hmm. something on the other side of the angry mob that he will stop at nothing to get through this mob. Yep. He is motivated. Yeah. Well, he started this mess. Yeah. So obviously... It's his ma. He sees his ma. He sees his ma. She's on the other side of the angry mob, and she is. Uh, I can't. I can't. What was she doing? I couldn't even quite. <laughs> she was break dancing. She was break dancing, and Joey knows that um, mothers only break dance when they're actually really depressed and distressed. Yeah, yeah. and so because um, so he. Basically fights his way single-handedly through the whole mob to get to her. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. That was probably one of the biggest battle scenes that they've ever have had in this show. Oh, my gosh. I've never seen anything like it. Pulled out all the stops. Yeah. Um, Big budget. The graphics were great, too. Oh, my God. The blood. Oh, yeah. The visual. I mean, the blood looks so real, and it smelled so real, too. I heard on my Reddit that um, it was real. Yeah. I mean, that makes and sense. And it smelled real. That makes sense. You know? Yeah. Um, they usually on the best episodes of this show they will they will source real blood. I've um, mm-hmm. I've tried to donate for them to use it before. Um, they always, I want to see my blood on screen so bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, they yeah they will never let me they won't let me donate. You know. Um, yeah. But anyway, they kill everybody, and they sort of shake hands and they're like, "Well, nobody can stop a Chicago hero." And that's actually how they end a lot of these episodes. I mm-hmm. mean, a lot of times... Nobody can stop a Chicago hero. They'll, they'll hey, put away the, the perp into the, into the jail. No one can stop a Chicago hero. Hey, that's what right. do you say? Let's go to Soligans and grab a pint, and then they go. They have their pint of chowder, and they slurp <laughs> it down and kind of celebrate. You know, like, um, maybe they successfully embezzled money from the city and didn't get caught. Or exactly. maybe they um, successfully, you know, fenced a truckload of stolen goods and didn't get caught. And it usually ends up pretty well for the heroes. Well, this season, things are looking a little different. Yes, because we have a pesky new person in the way, and I've been trying not to think about her this entire oh, time. Well, I was hoping she was going to be gone. I mean, I hate this. I hate this And then they brought character. her in at the very end. It Ugh. was like we almost got through a whole episode without her, and she was there. Pulled the rug out from under us. So this is Shirley Homer Simpson, played by Lucy Liu, and she's some sort of freaking like private detective or something. Oh, my God. And she sucks ass, and I hate her, even though she's hot. And we have sort of been seeing her following... What's going on with, you know, Mayor Lisa Kudrow's assassination and then, you know, she three days later came back to life and then won the presidential election. Everybody knows this. Yeah, it happened at the end of season three. I mean, yes, everyone, everyone who's a viewer knows it. And we've all honestly gotten over it. It's like, yes, Mayor Lisa Kudrow used some dirty tactics to become the president. But who cares? She's probably the best president that we've ever had. And she's not even inaugurated yet. Right. So 
we cut to Shirley and she's watching this video of the assassination, which last week she watched like a million times. She's yep. probably watched a million times since then. And she's like, she even says, I don't even know how many times I've watched this. Yep. And she's been just trying to figure out what's going on. She's like, she's like, like, yeah, she's like watching this video of, of Marilyn, of Mayor Lisa Kudrow getting shot at the rally and all the videos are taken from the same angle, even though they were supposedly all taken by Mayor Lisa Kudrow's fans, right? And so she's saying to herself, she's like, supposedly these videos was all taken by the fans, but obviously they were planted on their phones. She goes, so why, who would do that? She's like, whoever planted the videos on their phones must have must have known that they were going to be at the rally. That's right. And then she goes, I need my thinky juice. <laughs> she says so she that. Get, so she gets up and she goes to her Maytag refrigerator to get a bottle of chilled Chardonnay so she can think, 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 and kind of just toss this around in her head some more. Chicago Heroes is brought to you by Maytag. And Please Save Me, of course, is brought to you by... Chilled Chardonnay. Chilled Chardonnay. That's spelled C H I. L apostrophe D Chardonnay. And that's just a line of wine that um, Sarah and I were kind of, we had put some investment money into this wine and come mm -hmm. up with the idea and created it before mm -hmm. we got kind of exiled onto these islands, unfortunately. Um, yes. And, and this, is, this was our big break. This was our, yeah, this was our huge, huge break was getting this into, um, Chicago heroes. I mean, technically we knew we met a guy who worked in the props department who we were able to kind of blackmail into featuring this for like a moment. And then he was like, well, anyway, like basically all we can't show is like real brand names. So I'll just put this bottle in there. That's fine. And we were like, it is a real brand. And he goes, whatever you say, stop blackmailing me. Yeah. Um, Anyway, that's C-H-I-L-D Chardonnay, C-H-I-L apostrophe D We thought it'd be Chardonnay. cool to kind of make it hip and techy. We took out the, some of the Second other. Second L and the L e. e. Yeah. So that's chilled Chardonnay. Check that out in your, it's not available in grocery stores, but. Online. Any moment now. Yeah. Just um, go to our blog spot for the recipe of how to make it. Right. And you'll be able to find that on Vine. So. <laughs> So um, Lucy Liu, Shirley Homer, Homer Simpson, um, she goes, ah, now that I can think, uh, who could have put, who could have known that these here, that these uh, fans of Marilyn Sukujas were going to be at this rally? Who know? She's like, starts looking up at her. Um, she starts looking up at her um, board, you know? She's like, it would need well, to be... Well, where the corpse of the dead body is. Right, her crime that board, she that found. serial killer yeah. kind of thread board. And she's like, it'd have to be someone with access to information. It would have to be someone that the mayor could count on to keep their mouths shut. It would have, to, have be to be somebody stupid enough to do it. But somebody respected enough to believe that they would never get caught. And then it goes, dun, dun. When the episode ended. The end. They said the end. <laughs> and yeah, that's the end of the episode. So for me, this episode was actually an 11 out of 10. I give it a Marissa Tomei. <laughs> I would too, except for at the very end, those last five minutes, I was like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, take a point off for that. Take a point off. So it's a perfect 10.
Oh, and that's even better. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, so mine yeah. is actually a baker's tent. That's right. So anyway. Um, hey, I got to get going. Brandon's like bugging me to make him dinner. Just, oh, that reminds me. Is he still spinning? Yeah, he decided he loves it. Okay, yeah. I think that you're dreaming. Anyway, talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Smells like courage. <laughs>